So I was going to take a minute to talk about uh, subdural hematomas uh, and uh, unusual presentation uh, regarding a patient that came through the emergency room uh, previously that I cared for. Uh, so uh, as far as uh, the presentation, the patient came in, uh, the diagnosis was already established. Uh, the CAT scan showed uh, left greater than right subdural in a 51-year-old female who had uh, no antecedent symptoms except for uh, notably postural headache. Um, for the last month, when she stood up, she'd get a severe headache, and when she laid down, uh, the symptoms could go would go away. So, uh, using that as a backstory, uh, we'll talk a little bit about what uh, the causes in general of subdural are, including an unusual presentation for this patient, um, workup, uh, treatment. Uh, and then generally disposition plan. So uh, as far as uh, subdural hematoma, uh, some definitions. Uh, there's three uh, uh, layers of uh, tissue uh, between the skull and the brain. Uh, the dura is well adherent to uh, the skull. And then below that is the arachnoid space. Uh, as, and then uh, adherent to uh, the brain itself is the pia. So between the dural space and the pia arachnoid space, there are bridging veins that come out of the brain and go in generally into uh, the sinuses. The main one is the middle one uh, superiorly in the sagittal sinus. Uh, so it ends up that when those bridging veins rupture, blood accumulates underneath the dura, between the dura and the pia uh, arachnoid space. And generally it happens uh, laterally, like tentorially. I'm sorry, over the temporal lobe, uh, but it can happen anywhere uh, in the brain. As far as uh, <clears throat> the uh, differential diagnosis, uh, generally they get divided into acute subdural hematomas and chronic subdural hematomas. Acute subdural hematomas uh, would manifest on a CAT scan as hyper uh, intense uh, signal. So it looks like uh, almost like uh, the skull. So it's bright white and that's for the first two days. Uh, between generally about two uh, to 14 days, it's isodense, and then chronic subdurals are uh, uh, hypodense, like the density of water, and those are uh, greater than two, two weeks old. As far as her presentation, uh, she had an acute subdural. Um, it ends up that there are operative interventions uh, that can be undertaken for uh, acute subdurals, and then also we'll talk a little bit about chronic subdurals in that regard. But she had a seven millimeter subdural on the left, three millimeters of shift. So what does that uh, mean in terms of operative interventions? In general, any subdural greater than five millimeters is considered for surgery uh, if they have symptoms. Uh, good rules of thumb are that if they're greater than 10 millimeters, or they have a uh, uh, significant midline shift, which is more than a couple of millimeters, uh, then those, regardless of uh, whether or not the patient has symptoms, uh, are uh, surgical indications. The surgery, uh, in general, is a craniotomy, uh, where they take off a flap of bone, evacuate the hematoma. Um, if it's an acute subdural and there's underlying uh, 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 tissue uh, damage uh, and there's an expectation that there'd be uh, interval swelling, then they actually do what's called a craniectomy, where they do a craniotomy and then they save the bone flap. There's various ways to do it. Here I think they 
refrigerate it, uh, and at an interval, they replace that bone flap. For uh, chronic subdural, really, those are only treated if the patient has significant symptoms. Um, do you guys know what they use for that in terms of treatment? No. So they do trephination, so burr holes. Uh, so fronto, uh, parietal, burr holes, just in case they need to convert it into a craniotomy thereafter. Uh, oftentimes they leave a ventricular drain in uh, so that's, uh, they don't reaccumulate. So going back to her, acute subdurals are generally traumatic. Chronic subdurals are generally uh, unrecognized trauma. And so any idea what the cause of her subdural was? She's 51, no trauma. So uh, she had intracranial hypotension. So in a real obscure uh, cause, real obscure condition, but basically she had a CSF leak, generally somewhere from uh, either surgical, uh, previous surgical treatment. Sometimes you get, uh, if it's a sphere like post-LP, uh, or in her case, it was thus far idiopathic. So she got MRIs of the CT and L spine. Uh, so I have to follow up on that. But basically because of a CSF leak, attracted the brain, those bridging veins ruptured. So this 51-year-old had an acute subdural with mass effect that, you know, presumably she went for craniotomy. So hopefully that gives you a little bit of a perspective on uh, sort of the underlying etiology for a subdural hematoma, the, the factors that go into determining uh, when an acute or chronic subdural uh, undergo operative intervention and some of the operative intervention strategies that are undertaken. All right. Does anyone have any questions about that? Sorry.